Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 209. This week we're tackling Pitch Perfect. This is another one of our spouse episodes. This one was uh, chosen by my wife, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hey. (laughs) So she she chose this one for us. Uh, We we went back and forth, and then uh, we happened to be watching this, and she goes, this would be a good one to do, and and I had to agree with her wholeheartedly. This was a fun, fun watch. I uh, I really enjoyed this, and it's it's funny because this is not normally something I would have thought I would be into. I'm not I'm not a <laughs> really? I'm not a musical guy. I'm not a singing guy. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, but it is it is so much fun. So, uh, uh, I'm Noah, the main host, and with me as always is my main man Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hi everyone, and I am here with my lovely wife Cindy. Say hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, someone finally does it. You know, I've never, I've never pulled that joke, but uh, yeah, bring my wife I keep on. giving it to him. I, I throw it up there, waiting for the slam dunk, and it never happens. You're welcome. <laughs> also with us is Bo. How you doing, Bo? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, as usual, don't forget to download, rate, and review. It's good to see all the spouses here. Uh, unfortunately, Kelly is super, incredibly busy at work, so she's unable to make it tonight. So someone's got to support get my you. My dulcet so. tones. Yeah, so. <laughs> nice. All right, and with us is Nina. Nina, how you doing? I'm doing very well. And you can introduce Andrew. Oh, I'm sorry. And this is my <laughs> edit that out. This is my lovely husband, Andrew. Thank you, my beautiful wife. <laughs> I was, I was going to. She going to pick up on it? No? Okay, well, no, that's good. Yeah, that's our, this is our main crew. I mean, this is a this is a fun one for us to do. We've done uh, a couple of these it before, is. and we got we still got one more coming. Um, and so we'll we'll hit that uh, soon, hopefully. Uh, but I, I always enjoy these because it brings another uh, aspect into it. You know, someone we talk to each other all the time, and and our, our spouses get to hear the one sided podcast uh, most of the time. So it's kind of fun to have them on here and see what it's all about. And you know, then they don't wonder like, why are they screaming? What is going on in there? <laughs> At least that's what I get asked all the time. You were yelling, and I was like, I was. I never do that. Um. <clears throat> So uh, we're going to tackle Pitch Perfect, a 2012 uh, movie. Uh, this was a, a kind of uh, – it hit at the right time. I guess Glee was kind of big on TV. There was a <laughs> lot of stuff going on with acapella and singing and stuff like that, and this, this jumped right in and, and took over and, and, and ran with it, um, which, you know, I, I think it hit at the right time. I think it was a lot of fun. It really set up uh, a lot of uh, the actors in this to uh, kind of, you know – do their thing and, and then go on from there. Um, 
And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do that, we're going to get into our cocktails. Because here on How We Seize It, we create a cocktail or we find one uh, that we, we pair back to whatever it is we're watching. And uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. So I'm going to go from uh, left to right on my screen and start with you, Bo. Right on. Uh, I think I'm the same on your screen then. I somehow got to be the top left, but that's fine. Um, I started out with, uh, I didn't put this name. I'll, I'll text this to you, Noah, okay. for, the, for the posting. But um I went with the pitch perfect martini. So um, it's a perfect martini is actually a pretty interesting, unique drink that is yet another on the long list of drinks that I make for this podcast that Kelly hates. So, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's kind of like a blend, a mix between a martini, like a traditional martini, and the Manhattan. So okay. it has. One and a half ounces of gin, one ounce of dry vermouth, which is typically mm -hmm. in a martini, one ounce of sweet vermouth, which is typically in a Manhattan, and a dash of bitters, which is typically in a Manhattan, and it gets a lemon twist. Um, it also gets a, a little maraschino cherry juice. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, actually pretty good. I like it. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably order it, actually, if I went out and I was like, Thinking I wanted to mix it up a little bit just because, you know, sometimes a martini is a little too uh, dry and a, a Manhattan's a little too sweet. So this is like a nice mix. Kind, kind of, of a mashup? A mashup, would mash you say? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why it's hmm. called perfect, but uh, yeah, I thought the name fit pretty well. And then uh, for my beer, it's uh, Brewers. It's a, it's a brewery in San Pedro. I think it's Brewers, but it's spelled, you'll see in the text, it's spelled a really weird way. Like they're trying to make it sound European, but uh, it's called Beer's Ears. Bear's Ears, sorry, Bear's Ears. And uh, I felt it's really hard to find some of these beers that fit yeah. you know, with, the, with, the, with, with the, uh, the podcast or the movie or whatever. So I figured you listen to music with ears. Uh, you need ears to have perfect, perfect pitch. So it's the closest I could come up with with, uh, <laughs> with Bear's Ears. So those are, my, those are my drinks for the day. It's all right. Works for me. All right, next in line, Alyssa, you're up. So there's actually a cocktail out there called the Beccacino. Oh. So um, I found that one and I kind of modified it. And so we're calling it the Aka Beccacino. Mm. And uh, we got that name because we put in, instead of brandy, uh, it was, has it Aquavit? Yep. Am I saying uh, that? Oh, right? yeah. Oh. Uh, um, Amaro, Amaretto, Celtic Honey Liqueur, and Coffee Liqueur. Nice. Yeah. How is it? No and I have been pretty sick the last couple of days, so I sound like a chain smoker, but um, <laughs> it's all right. I mean, so I'm not in the mood for the drink, but huh. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tasted it. it. It has a strong coffee flavor. There's a, a oh, ounce really? and a half of the grind uh, espresso liqueur in that, and it, it really carries that, a lot of that, um, okay. that coffee flavor, so... If you're if you're a coffee connoisseur, it'd be that kind of a drink that you could go with. Gotcha. Nice. All right, Nina, that that's up for I you would, now. I do like Akavit. I'd try that. Anyway, go ahead. Um, well, I actually found, and this was on a German website, uh, the Acapella cocktail. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty simple. It's uh, and the. I had to uh, look up what a CL was, 
which is a centiliter, which is apparently how they use liquor in Europe. Come on, you so, didn't know what CL was? Damn I, metric system. Smartest, you're the I smartest know person either. I know. I know, but I didn't, I couldn't, I'm like, I kept thinking milliliters, but so yeah. it's basically, it's 20 milliliters blue curacao, 20 milliliters grapefruit juice, 10 milliliters uh, roses lime. Uh, you shake that all together with ice then you strain it into a rocks glass over fresh ice and top it off with tonic water. And I haven't tasted it yet, so let me give this a sip. Sorry, I didn't give you guys quantities. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'll that's put okay. it in the we'll, – we'll put it in when we do the, the posting with the pictures and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that, that's nice. That's an, it's uh, citrusy. It's, it's, got, it's very refreshing. I can see that. It seems more like a summer drink to me, but um, – yeah, it's nice. Awesome. Cool. And Andrew, yeah. go ahead. I went with more of a winter drink on this <laughs> one. A big uh, mug. Wow. Yeah, it is a big mug. That's uh, impressive. It's, it's actually a double hot chocolate with uh, oh. a therefore a double shot of butterscotch schnapps. Oh. Whipped cream, little bit of cinnamon on top, and drizzled with the uh, the Hershey syrup, and it is. Damn good. Oh, I'm so jealous. What that's named, I'll is, that. It's meant to be uh, soothing for Chloe's nodes. Ah, nice. And, uh, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I call it a whole rest. Nice. <laughs> that's great. Nice, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love I love being able to put something in hot chocolate. Uh, peppermint schnapps works really good too. That's another one that I, I really love. Yeah. I think it's called a Girl Scout cookie. That's one I I, I typically will do in the oh, winter nice. time. All right, I have Steve, you're the liquor store for Christmas, so I'll have to pick some of that <laughs> stuff up. <laughs> That's a delicious one. All right, Steve, you're up. Okay, I'll, I'll start with my wife. Uh, she is um, she is not an alcohol drinker, but she is drinking a hot tea, which is excellent for those those singing voices and uh, we called this uh, uh, she she got out some echinacea tea so this is her echinacea hot tea so it's a, an echinacea tea and she added some lemon and honey which is of course is ideal for that perfect uh, singing voice so again this is a echinacea hot tea um, nice thank you <laughs> Um, so mine's a little bit more, um, drawn out. Let me, let me start. <laughs> so mine was inspired by the, uh, tone hangers. That's the, uh, a cappella group, the older a cappella group that they get into a fight with after afterwards, uh, that, and, and there's one of the things that the lead singer says, he says, just because we graduated a free, few years ago, doesn't mean we can't get off performing our oral oh. magic. And uh, I like that name, Oral Magic. So I went with that for my cocktail name, just because it seemed soothing for a, a, a cocktail as well as, as a, um, you know, a singing voice. They're both, you know, mouth oriented. So Oral Magic is the name of mine. So since there were four of them, I looked up and the four main vocal ranges are, as we all know, soprano, alto, tenor, and bass. Did we all know that? I didn't know that, actually. There's a lot of subgroups too, where you get into like baritone and these, uh, you know, different different ranges and stuff. But those are the four main ones. So I decided to pair a spirit or a liqueur with each one of those. Oh. So for soprano, I looked up Tony Soprano, and apparently he's a Scotch guy. So that's my base spirit. I went with Scotch for my base spirit. Alto, 
Eh, it means high in Latin, but uh, I couldn't go anywhere with that. But it reminded me of all. Altoids, which is a minty, um, what, <laughs> a little minty, a mint, right? And when I think minty, there are some things I can go to, like a creme de mint, or or you're talking about a peppermint schnapps, but I actually went with more an absinthe rinse, because that always reminds me of mint, peppermint. It's got kind of a peppermint flavor. So that's where I went with Alto. Tenor, I looked up, and apparently there's a Tenor Wines out of Washington. So I went with a wine-based liqueur, and for base... When I think of bass, I think of the Gregorian chants, those real low voices, oh. and who those are performed by uh, monks. And who, what, is, what do monks make? They make chartreuse. And uh, oh, so, I so did not know that. The, the, the kind of a stream of consciousness. Right <laughs> yes. <now>. So the <laughs> Carthusian monks create this. Uh, this yellow. I went with a yellow chartreuse. It's a little sweeter than the, than the green chartreuse. So, those were my four ingredients. Oral Magic, it's two ounces of scotch whiskey, half ounce of yellow chartreuse, half ounce of sweet vermouth, an absinthe rinse, and then I threw in a lemon twist just for my vocal cords. And I gotta say, this was delicious. And I already drank it because you guys had all those technical difficulties before we started. So I'm kind of bummed out that I don't have any more to drink. But anyway, there you go. That's funny. I can share my tea. Thank you. <laughs> The fact that you spewed all of that out so perfectly is oral magic. Oh, thank you. This podcast. Uh, that is awesome. I, I knew you were going to bring something over. I, I should have let you go last so that I don't have to follow that up. Um, I uh, So during this show, one of the things that comes up is the the love for movies and the, the perfect ending and stuff like that in, in Breakfast Club. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. One of my favorite songs, Simple Minds. Uh, we podcast and, on Breakfast Club too, yeah. so check that out. And so I, it, it just kept coming back to me. That's what I wanted to do. So I, I was looking for something called uh, "Don't Forget About Me," and there was nothing out there for that. But I found a cocktail called a Forget Me Not, but it's based on the flower. I'm like, well, I'm going to change it up anyways. So I call this "Don't You Forget About Me," and it starts off with two ounces of Akavi. Because why? Because it's aka delicious, right? <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go with that. Just because Wait, we're doing. Say that it. again. It's what? Aka delicious. Come on, Anyways, get with the pitch perfect it, lingo. Come it on, was bro. A, it was a gin. It was a gin based drink, but I changed the gin for aka v. That's, uh, a, got that's that a close. Too. That's a close. I mean, that's yeah. a, a gin spinoff. Yeah, I, I got it sure. today at Bottle Barn. Uh, I got to talk to Jonathan uh, as soon as I walked in. He's like, "Oh, hey, how is it? How you doing today?" <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and you and, got and the Akavi there. I yeah. when I went and got mine, uh, I think it was last month when we did a we did that. Uh, another podcast that i Swedish perished with one, yeah yeah um i was surprised that it wasn't in the spirits that they had it stuck in the liqueur section yeah. so i had to actually ask jonathan <laughs> for it as well yeah i walked right up to it it was just kind of like i i didn't mean to it just i stopped right in front of it i'm like oh there it is so uh <laughs> we talked about it i ended up getting one uh, i went with the one that i did because it has some orange notes to it and stuff like that and i knew this is going to be kind of a um it's a it's kind of a sour based type drink um so uh, I, I make it, it's, it's like an Akavi sour in a, way, in a way, but I added one more ounce of blue carousel, uh, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of simple syrup. I put that in there with my um, uh, dash, uh, the, 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 instead of the egg white to kind of shake it up and see if I could get that kind of foam to it. Threw that in the glass over ice, and then I added three uh, dashes of an orange bitters on top mm -hmm. of it. So, and I'm calling this my, uh, don't you forget about me in honor of the, uh, pitch or pitch perfect use of uh, Breakfast Club's ending, 
with the, <laughs> the, 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 the fist bump. You know, it just it was so good. And, and I love the way they they brought it from the beginning and they talked about it and then they brought it into the end of the, you know, it kind of built itself up and, and it just worked perfectly. So nice. uh, it made me want to go watch Breakfast Club again. Which, you know, <laughs> it's not hard to do. Uh, so that's that's what I ended up going with. That was costumes last Halloween. Correct. As yes, well. it was. What did you go as? Uh, we uh, went as uh, Molly Ringwald and uh, Bender. Or what's his name? Yeah. 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 So we went as the job. We went. Yeah. yeah, No. No. I went as the criminal. Gotcha. And she she went as the princess. Okay. And so we we had to we had to you know tie him up. That worked out really good, and I got a you know a thermal shirt out of it, so it's kind of (laughs) nice. So (laughs) nice. All right. Well, let's get into Pitch Perfect. This was like I said earlier, a 2012 release. the main stars in this, I mean, there's, it's a cast of many. It's not like it's, it's one person. But uh, uh, many consider Anna Kendrick's Becca the main character. Uh, you've got um, Brittany Stowe as Chloe and Anna Camp as uh, Audrey. Aubrey? Aubrey? Not Audrey. Aubrey. Aubrey. Uh, Aubrey and, yeah. the, and then uh, Rebel Wilson as Fat Amy. And that kind of consists of the, the four main kind of characters from uh, the the. Bar- it's, so it's. I was reading this. It's Barden Bellas, and not. And I kept thinking it was Bart. I kept see, hearing a T in it. So I don't know where that came I, from, but it's Barden I Bellas. Not, I thought it was yeah. Barton Bellas. I, yeah. It was we, until I was reading actually, it today. Yeah. We actually noticed in the credits that um, one of the. I think it was a casting director. Like the casting director, her last name was Barton Barden. Oh. <laughs> And mm. and we wondered, oh, did they just like use her name for the for the college? I don't know. Could be. No. But yeah, so, those are those are the main cast. Uh, you don't consider like, Jesse part of the main cast? Well, no, she I, he was on the Bellas first. I yeah, I know what you're saying, Bo, and and, and actually no, I don't consider I consider him a kind of a a, a major side character. Hmm. Because the main the main gist of this is the 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 Barton Bellas right the girls group and them working yeah, together yeah. and he is a, a a a part of what goes on with with Becca but I don't know if I would consider him I mean he's not in it enough to really be the a main character if if I was if I was going to go through it and say it that way but he is probably the biggest side character he's right? like he's, right on the edge for me yeah now that you mention it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get what you're saying. A lot of people also said that he was, and, that, and that's Skylar Austin's character, Jesse. You also had Ben Platt as Benji, who uh, kind of the, I don't know what would you call him, the the, the nerdy best friend. Uh, the They're all kind of nerds, but he's the magician, Star Wars freak. Uh, he's like know, the nerd yeah. of nerds, though. He's, he's the up close nerd. magician. <laughs> he's just <laughs> an up close magician. He's not yeah, a yeah, right. magician. <laughs> Right, and then uh, then you know there's there's several other uh, Bellas. I, I don't know if we need to go all into them. Uh, the ones that really kind of stand out were uh, Alex Alexis Cat Knapp 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 as Stacy, uh, Esther Dean as uh, Cynthia Rose, and yeah. Hannah Mae Lee as Lily. I think the those were the other ones that really kind of got some some lines and some some dialogue and some story to them. The other, I think there's three more that really just don't you, get you could much. Hear Lily. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> when we were watching Beatboxing. this, uh, 
we we watched this at the uh, the other day and we didn't have the subtitles on and about halfway through we're like oh we should throw those on to know exactly what she's saying. I know right. most of them because I've seen it. I've seen this movie multiple times. I, I I'm probably in the in the teens of seeing this movie. Um, <laughs> wow! Wow! We're yeah. we're we're gonna add it to our our we call it our go to sleep list, but mm-hmm. we're gonna add it to that. You, you like know, it's a movie that we've seen enough that you don't really have to pay super close attention right. to. When you talk about Lily, when you when you mention Lily, I remember we saw it in the theater in 2012. Oh no! And we didn't catch any of her lines, but I think that was more fun when she finally spoke in the end. And I remember when we watched it on DVD. Eventually, um, it was much. I don't know. Maybe it was because we had the volume up and we were in the presence, you know, our home, and and it, it just seemed like oh, you could you could definitely make out what she was saying, and it was a little less less interesting. I think I liked it when we when you couldn't hear her at all. It was like what? Oh you know, no, I, I disagree. I really enjoyed when we turned on the side, subtitles and found out what she was saying. I loved it. It's fun to discover what it is, yeah. Especially because she has such a quirky personality. Yeah, right. Yeah, saying um, if. If we can't hear each other, we'll be like, I hate my twin in the womb. We'll whisper that, you know, like I can't hear you. And everyone knows what it means. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, she definitely, you know, everybody gets the idea of, you know, the whisper and I can't hear you. And it kind of comes back, at least in our house, that that is what it is. So that's Lily. Um, Other than that, we get uh, the the only two other characters that really kind of stand out are uh, Adam uh, Devine uh, as Bumper. (laughs) And, oh, man. Really, he's got to have a. And obviously, is this other role, Modern Family? Would you say? Would everybody agree to that? What's that? Say again. His his other biggest role is Modern Family. Uh no. Um, Workaholics. Workaholics. I've never seen that, so that's probably well. That's, actually, that's where the, he was noticed. I think that's what got the producers interested in him for this role. Um, yeah, okay. and I, I think he, he does. He does he have a big role in Modern? Fa- I haven't watched. He Modern does. Family he plays. Yet. He plays the uh, oldest girls. The oldest girls, the kind of promiscuous he, one. Yeah. He, he plays. He plays boyfriend. her boyfriend for a little while. He's yeah, actually. He, he's actually the only one that got a spinoff show from Pitch Perfect too, because last year on Peacock it was it was Bumper in Berlin. Yeah, season one, it got canceled that. after season one, unfortunately. But I don't I know think, if you'll notice the picture I sent of Cindy's cup of tea is in a Berlin mug, or no. uh, that was in honor of gonna look Bumper now. in Berlin. Nice. <laughs> I, should I call it a cup? We thought we thought about putting our drinks in cups, but didn't. Well, there you do, go. Yeah. Solo cups. <laughs> you, I, I, you know, like, I thought. I thought about that because of the cup song. Yeah. yeah. I thought uh, about the cups. I thought about it because it's college and they use a bunch of solo cups, but I also thought about it because doesn't she use a cup when she's on the stage, when she's doing the audition? She's well, the song's called it. cups too. Yeah. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. no, the song isn't called cups. It got renamed cups. It's actually an old folk song that really, it, it's like 50, 60 years old. And because she did it, it blew up the internet. Uh, they started calling it the cup songs, but it's not actually know. called cups. It's called cups, uh, and then in parentheses, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. But I'm talking yes. about the number six on Billboard hit from Anna Kendrick. You're talking about <laughs> the previous one that she covered. Well, yeah. you just said that the song was called that. I'm just saying it, it's actually called called. You're going right. to miss me when I'm gone, and she did it with cups, and it blew up the internet, and every kid that saw that wanted to learn that damn song. Um, one of, one so of actually, friends can do it. It's Yeah. <laughs> more, one of the teachers did it with her, I think it was the fourth grade class. The whole class oh, wow. sat in a circle and they passed the cup 
they passed the cups from kid to kid to kid to kid. Um, and they sang the song in front of the whole school. Oh, it, that's it was great. super cool. That, that sounds cool. really fun. <laughs> what so happened? We, we lost our host. <laughs> Alyssa, yeah. so take I it. Think Noah, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Noah, were you trying to say a car, um, a car? Yeah, I was trying to say that. It didn't really okay. work. As that's... Donald. <laughs> and that's, that's the, the Troublemaker's top two guys. Uh, Bumper gets the most of it. He's kind of like their, their main guy. Uh, he's also... Um, <clears throat> Dick? Kind of their comedic. Yeah, well, yeah, he is a dick too. I I can't stand him. He's a likable. Okay, you can't stand him. I no. thought he was. I I was he's so. He's not a likable. Like, I thought he was no. hilarious. I thought he he's, was so much. He's fun. one of those. He's, one he's of a those fucking bully. Every, every time I see him, I think it's it's like he keeps showing up in movies, and it's like they keep trying to make him happen. He's not going to happen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I I understand what you say. He's funny. There's some funny stuff that he does and says. But he is not a likable character. That guy is a bully and a dick. Okay, you know I, mean? I totally disagree. I totally disagree. But they made him the antagonist. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But there was something about him that I, I enjoyed kind of when he when he kind of tripped a few times. He, it was it was kind of he 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 just had this way about him that was that was, uh, you know, made me smile. And maybe it was when I when he when he faltered. <laughs> but but well, I, being, it was just self-absorbed and self self-important mm -hmm. and it was just kind of laughable because you could tell he he was acting all holier than thou when he had nothing you know he's yes. just a king of dorks but you know yeah. but i mean that was. was the same thing our lead becca kind of suffered from she was a lot more uh e egotistical and i think that was some father complex but they gave a lot of they gave, gave a lot of the characters flaws i don't think there were any characters that stood out as role models even the the adults i mean who wants to have uh you know doctor what's his name doctor oh uh, the dad uh the father the yeah the, the father dr mitchell uh, i mean he was hey you're right there aren't there are no adults he had his moments are. but uh but it was everyone everyone kind of had to fend for themselves so if anybody had a a redeemable quality to him in, in my mind right there's there's only two people that really stood out as like kind of above and in, in that and that would be jesse and aubrey both there's there are very little flaws in in either one of them you know you said they gave aubrey. everybody flaws. aubrey aubrey was the redhead oh that was oh, chloe no. chloe yeah chloe yeah, yeah. chloe was great. i agree I, in fact no. that's what i pointed to cindy i said he's gonna call out <laughs> chloe um uh, I, i'm looking at the yeah. imdb and they've got but uh, she aubrey, had but she had nodes but yeah, she, well, okay. That's so that—that's a flaw. That's a physical flaw. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's a physical flaw? Oh, so now we're body shaming, Steve? <laughs> totally body shaming. Oh, hey, it's, it's I've already finished my drink. Now so I what do you expect? Why you like bumper? You—you're a bully, Steve. That's what it comes down to. Wait, you're the king of the nerds. What's your flaw? What did well, I she, miss? She can't help her nodes. Okay, it's oh, just something that happens. Gotcha. Right. But right, uh, Brittany Snow is Chloe. I thought she was she was one of those in 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 all of the girls in this were very. She was one of the ones that kind of always kept an up you know, an upper, uh, a lip with everything and was very kind and, and genuine with everybody. And very proud so, of her body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very proud. Um, and and Jesse, he just he was a nice guy. Like, you know, right away when he comes into the room with Benji and 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 you know, it's kind of like. 
oh, you're a super dork, but you know what? I'll roll with that. He doesn't, he doesn't bully him. He doesn't. It's true, but yeah. you know, even Benji, even, uh, I'm sorry, even Jesse's introduction is kind of dorky when he pulls up next to Becca and he's, you know, he's singing to her from the window and you're kind of yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, who is this yeah. guy? But uh, it kind of added some kind of quirky charm to him as well. Um, I, well, I just, I would have. He's the guy who's reading honestly. Edgar Allan Poe to his girlfriend in the on a first date in the par- in the dark in the park. <laughs> we all have our moments. <laughs> I actually took that as a, that guy just had a lot of confidence. He came into he was he was just happy to be at school and and had the confidence to like, hey, there's a cute chick. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dork, and it worked in a way. Um, I, that's what I saw in him, and and I I just yeah. I like the fact that he also seemed to know what he wanted to do. You know, he he was into movies and he wanted to score movies, and I was like, that's, you know, he kind of had a cool, you know, background with him, and I just I enjoyed that. But to me, he didn't really have a lot of flaws. Um, and then and then Chloe was the same way, and you talked about that shower scene. Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, they actually filmed that uh, totally nude. Oh, you're kidding. Right? <laughs> Uh, wow. And and apparently it took so many takes that they they just they actually got to the point where they were just okay with being nude, and well, well, and well, why would they? Okay, now I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. Where did I you read know. this? What, what website? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> and other uh, pictures. <laughs> I actually right. I read this on multiple things and heard it on multiple podcasts that I listened to. That that is literally a king. I think. Uh, Brittany Snow was talking about it to where they, she got to the point where she even quit putting her robe on while they were waiting for different takes. It just got to the point she just got so comfortable. With I mean, it. no pasties or anything like that. To... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. If, I don't know how far. And, and no, I haven't there, found Noah? pictures. You weren't no, in the room. No, I was not. Uh, I was not. But um, I wouldn't have been much. Chowder buckets again. Well, that's that's why I was wondering is like, why would they shoot that if they're not going to use, you know, and maybe that was the thought is I don't know if there is film of it of them actually showing anything. And they decided it sounds like alternate versions for different ratings. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. That could but also just, be a tall tale. I could totally see Anna Hen- Hen- uh, Kendrick talking that sort of stuff up. She's a she's a hilarious interview. When, 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 oh, man. And uh, so it's it's yeah. come out from both actresses and, and multiple people. So I okay. think it, I don't think it's just a, an Internet hoax as far as. But I, I just thought that was interesting. And I thought it was a funny scene. It cracked me up, you know. It just the whole singing in the shower and and they just it was a fun scene. I think most of the scenes in this, if when you get into it, what what makes this really rewatchable is anytime they actually start singing, oh, right? Right. That's, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like I was listening to this and I uh, people talk about it and, and some people were calling this a musical, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I consider this a musical necessarily, because every time they do sing, it's it's in the aspect of singing where musicals typically they turn conversations into songs and it's like yeah. right, it's, like it's they sing about the, the movie like these yeah. are songs they're singing for the like for the the practicing yeah. or the actual performances yeah. or whatever yeah so that's where i was like I mean, is this really a musical um but it, it's it's still a lot of fun um one of the things i want to talk about right now and i'm going to get Alyssa to talk about this because this is her choice and i want to know what what was it about this movie that that made you choose this one you know, I'm. I like movies where you don't have to think too much. <laughs> and this is this is right up that alley. It's super easy, super fun, and I also listen like listening to good singing. And I thought it was great singing. It wasn't all acapella. You know, a lot of the performances 
that were <laughs> acapella performances had a lot of background instrumental, but that's okay. I didn't care. It was, um, which I would usually, um, pick that apart and hate the movie over it. But, um, yeah, not this time. I, I just, I love the characters. Um, it cracked me up. And then, yeah, the music and the mixing and the music. When I go through life and everything I do, I relate it to a song. And um, I'm always singing lyrics to a song. Um, when people will make a comment, it will remind me of a song. Um, don't ask me the name of the song, who sings it, or anything like that. <laughs> or the album. But um, I'll have a lyric to go with it. So, um, so I just, I really liked it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, There's a, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, there is a show that uh, Skylar Austin um, was part of, and, and this is what uh, I kind of knew him more uh, or from recently, and that's uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, he was a big part of that, and that's one of those ones, and that's when Alyssa was talking about, you know, always hearing a song in your head. That's what this show, that show is, and it's it's kind of has a very uh, pitch-perfect feel about it because people break into song, but it's it's more of a fantastical side of it where – only she's in on the musical side and it's kind of funny, but he, he's a big part of that. And I think it's, you know, it, it shows that he does have, you know, that, that lyrical capabilities to, to actually sing in like he did in this and stuff like that. And I thought that was cool. Talking about the music. I, I know that when, after we saw the movie, Cindy really enjoyed it and we went, we bought the soundtrack, the, the you know, the oh. music, the, the, the songs from the, the, from the movie. So you, you heard the, the riff off and all the different things, but she actually didn't care for that as much because they were more produced and she wanted them from the movie. So when we got the DVD, she had me take the DVD and rip those scenes in create audio files for just for all those sequences. And uh, there's a big difference between that and the, and the, and the actual musical soundtrack, which, uh, uh, which, which is noteworthy uh, for why. Yeah, they they overproduce it a little bit more. They clean it up. They leave, you know, they they leave out some of the the oddball characters. Cindy was pointing out during the auditions. There's like the uh, one of the characters is doing more of a opera singing. Opera. Yeah, and I don't think that's on the soundtrack. And so you, if you if you get it from from the movie itself, you get a more more variety. It's a little bit more engaging. So. Bologna. What's that? Baloney Barb. <laughs> yes. I think it was actually you guys who introduced us to this movie. Oh, really? You bought the movie and you're like, watch it, watch it, watch it. And you you made us watch it. I can see that. You're welcome. Yeah. I think, I think our first time was with you. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Funny enough, we were watching this the other day and and, uh, my daughter Ash was with us and she, um, she was so into like when they did the, the, the auditions, she was doing movements with like the, the people, like it was almost like she knew everybody's uh, acting moments in that too. And she was kind of recreating them sitting there on the couch. <laughs> we were laughing about it. And I was like, I'm like, how many times have you seen this to know that that directly? Like, uh, and, and she's like, I don't know. And this is probably why I, I feel like I've seen this in the teens at least is I know we've, we've watched this as a family, especially back when it first came out in the first couple of years, we watched this probably two, three times a year at least. <laughs> nice. Wow. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's one of those ones where you can turn off your brain and just sit back and la- relax. And the and the the musical scenes are are fabulous. Um, it's also and the lows that, aren't too low, and the high. I mean, 
the highs are can I mean it's it's I'm not like so uplifted at some parts and then so it's like it's just kind of like even it dips and yeah. it ebbs and flows but not huge peaks and valleys so it's I, like, I agree and I was gonna say it's not a very stressful movie I know like when yeah. they like when they break down or when they run out of gas and you think, oh, they're going to go all three's company. It's going to be some sort of chaotic situation that they don't make it in time and they're going to be late. Yeah. And, and and yet, no, it, it just turned into uh, they had to catch a, a ride and they just take it from there. It, it doesn't it, and even in the end, it doesn't feel like it's an in your face to the to the uh, enemy right. troublemakers. You know, it's it, right. it, it, it did surprise it, me that Bumper picked them up. Right. Yeah. So so it doesn't stress you out. It's just like you get to She had clean clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had clean About clothes. Amy. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. That and and uh, didn't Lily seem to clean up pretty good after she uh she uh, oh. did did her angels her snow oh. angels in the vomit. Oh man. Um, <laughs> that, actually the one part of the movie I hate. I wish they did not have the vomit. Uh, uh, yeah, you know my daughter, but, uh, she has a hard time with this movie cuz she just can't stomach uh I'm, I'm vomit scenes. <laughs> I'm going to put that under, it goes on so long that it's not funny anymore, but then it goes on long enough that it becomes funny again. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm with your first statement. <laughs> I, I think that's, it is something that could have been left out. The, the barf angel was like, yeah, that was, I mean, it, it's, I don't, yeah, I don't even know how to, but yeah, that to me is one of those. It's like, oh, that's so bad. Um, I did but notice she did it is her own twin. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> She, she lights fires to, to stay uh, happy. Um, the other part of this that was a lot of fun was um, was the commentary, right? We had Elizabeth Banks as Gail and John Michael Higgins oh, as John. Um, that they're, they're just banter in the in the booth was hilarious, and apparently they shot all of that in one day. Um, so they, they weren't even around any of the other people doing the, the listening and stuff like that. But I, I want to know, I want to see some of the outtakes they did use. <laughs> Kristen Wiig sure was, was originally cast, yeah. but she couldn't, she had scheduling issues, but Elizabeth Banks was a, a producer. She stepped mm -hmm. in and yeah, she really, they, they, they had great antics. And then, and then Elizabeth Banks comes and directs the second movie too. So obviously, oh, right. she did. She, yeah. So she, she well, yeah, bonded mean, she with does, these characters. She kind of, uh. Uh, I can describe it. She kind of not reprises, but it's a it's a play on her role from Hunger Games, right? Because she's the kind of announcer at the Hunger Games. Yes. Uh, yeah, with the funny lipstick, Madge, or with something. With the funny lipstick and the oh, okay, and all that yeah, kind of yeah. Effie Trinket. Yeah, yeah. There exactly. you go. Thank you. <laughs> so she Good does. Call. She does all of that. But you know, I couldn't. I, I couldn't get over that on. You know when they were doing all of the uh, announcing, I, I forget who the other guy was. I always forget his name. But he was John Smith, played by um, John, John Michael Higgins. Mike Michael Higgins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I I just can't get over that their characters remind me very much so of both the two from Best of Show. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yep. Yeah, but then well, also, that's what they're that's what they're playing on. Is best to well, show. they're also it's also kind of like uh, from Dodgeball. Dodgeball, absolutely. Right. Jason That's, Bateman, Jason yeah. Bateman, and uh, the other guy, you know, the other guy from well, Dodgeball. Well, you know, this could be this is a real, uh, you know, actual competition. Uh, it could have been on the Ocho. I could I could see that <laughs> making it on the Ocho. Um, and and, yeah, and, could and have been on the Ocho. Good call. And Higgins is in quarterly. OSQ. He, he is in Best of Show, and yeah, I he's think in that he, same troupe of characters. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think that he does that same kind of thing. I believe he is an announcer in that, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he? Let me he? double check if it's the same guy. Anyway, go ahead. I'll do my research. <laughs> well, I'm looking at yeah. So, I I just thought that was funny. I, their commentary was cracking me up, and yeah. I, I just thought that was a lot of fun. Um, the music in it, you know, let's let's talk more about that because I think that's really where where this movie shines is. Um, are, are are you guys? It, it, does it seem like that's uh, uh, believable? Like you can do those songs with with just the people's voices. I mean, that's oh, yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. I think you can. Yeah. Yeah, not totally. on cue. Not not like rant. Like there was that one that they just kind of made oh, well, up on the yeah. fly. It's overproduced, but that doesn't matter. It's still okay. you, you know you want it to to sound good, and so it works for the movie. Um, I was just curious. Like I, I, I know. The last, sorry, the last one that the Bellas do, it it almost you can you can hear, like music behind them. Like there's almost sounds that you're like, you guys don't have enough people to do all of that with your sounds and still have eight, <laughs> six people singing. I, I bet those you know. were all vocal chords that were producing those sounds. They might have had, you know, more of a range than than you see on stage. And certainly they might be they might be yeah. dubbing too. They might be lip syncing. Sorry, sure. well, as well. I've been to two concerts that are acapella concerts and they have someone stop and show you how you can do the beatboxing and sound exactly like a drum rhythm. And it was oh, I believe that. that. So I went I because I've seen pentatonics in concert and yeah. I've seen mm-hmm. um, what was the one I just saw? Yeah. Oh, straight no chaser. And, oh, fun. And that, yeah, that was just a couple of weeks ago. And they had this guy, I don't remember his name, but he did a full out 10 minute thing of like, when I was a kid, my mom would not let me have a drum. And it was the biggest mistake she ever made <laughs> because I just learned how to do it with my mouth. And I right. could take that anywhere. I could do it in the car. I could do it at church. I could do it everywhere. And he was just, and he gave us a a demonstration of these noises he made with his mouth that were just phenomenal. I was like, oh my God, he sounds like a band. Just the one person by himself. It was incredible. Okay. I just, I was a little bit. I think it's possible, definitely. There was just that last song seemed so much going on that they just didn't seem to have enough people. It is with as many that were singing also that I was like, I was like, you know, it's a little, little over top. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying that with some of the ones that they did, it's, there was like, you almost needed more people yeah, or I mean, less for singing. The, for, for the case of the movie, they probably did like record it with more voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of pad it out a little, because I mean, that was, um, we were watching it with Claire and. Because she does a lot of singing still mm-hmm. in school. She's like, she's like, this is so produced. This isn't what it sounds like when you sing. <laughs> and um, I'm like, well, it is a movie. But, you know, it's, <laughs> but it so, you know, they may have just done that for the sake of the, the movie. But, yeah, I, I'm with Steve. I think I don't think that they added like. Musical instruments, I think they stuck to what you could actually produce with your mouth. OK. I, I, I don't know any I'm I'm not a singer by any means. Uh you know, I tried to beatbox when I was young, but that didn't go anywhere. Uh so you know, it, it is what it is. I, um, I think if they it, used actual instruments, they would have been exposed and called out and shamed for it. Um true. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're probably right. Uh, one other person I did want to mention really quick. There is uh, Kelly uh, Jackal is uh, one of the characters. She's one of the Bellas, one of the, the kind of background Bellas. I think she's the blonde. Uh, she actually was uh, in that competition oh. uh, in 2008 and 2010, I think. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, and so, and then there's a uh, uh, someone that's in the the, the uh, background cr- uh, crew that's that was also actually in that competition in the international uh, finals and stuff like that. And I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was cool was in- that uh, Esther Dean, who played Cynthia, mm-hmm. um, actually co-wrote that S and M song that she sang during the riff off. Mm-hmm. She she co-wrote the Rihanna song, although I don't yep. think Rihanna even wrote it. I think it was Esther Dean that wrote it with some producers. Esther so. Esther yeah. Dean wrote. She's actually wrote a lot of songs. Yeah, oh, wow. she's probably one of the most um, uh, deep into the music. Like she's she's probably the most famous of the people in this. That as far as like uh, in in what she does for work, is she's she's high up there. She's written a ton of songs uh, for other people. So and this yeah, movie was... is actually based on a book. Oh, it is. Which seems weird. That does seem weird. weird. Yes. How could you have an acapella book? The Quest for <laughs> Collegiate uh, Acapella Glory. Yes, Pitch Perfect. Oh, so it's a nonfiction book. Yeah. Wow. And uh, came out in 2009. And okay. this was 2012. So, yeah, based on a book. Maybe you've read on that pretty quick then. Maybe, you know, you can open up those, you know, the birthday cards and they have little audio recordings. That, you know, maybe they have those in the pages, like in the middle. Right, right. They tell, normally show pictures. They, they show the, have a little audio recordings. That'd be crazy. So, real quick, going back to the, 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 the acapella versus instruments. Steve, growing up in, in Orange County, have you ever been to the pageant of the masters? No, I haven't heard of it either. You've never heard of the pageant of the masters? So they do, have you seen... You've seen Arrested Development, they do a parody of it. Okay. Um, I have seen it's all but the last season, yeah. It's the first it was in the first season, one of the first couple episodes. But what they do is they take a a either a period or a genre of art, um, and they recreate it with people on a stage. So they'll take famous paintings and people dress up as the characters from the oh, paintings. I've seen pictures of that. And then they stop in in freeze motion and the thing that made me think about it was when um excuse me you were saying about going pardon me you were saying about going to an acapella concert and how they stopped and they walked through like how you could do it they do the same thing like they add piece by piece by piece because you'll look at it and you'll be like there's no way that's people in recreating a painting but then they stop and go piece excuse me piece by piece and do the same thing so just just of note you you mentioned I went to an acapella group uh, concert. Actually, you know, Cindy mentioned that. I didn't join oh, her for that. It's not you didn't go. Oh, okay. typically Sorry. my I thing. I draw a... the line at movies. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thought it was, thought it's not, it was my, it's not quite my jam when that. it comes to live concerts. But she it's goes not your with, lady jam? She goes, she goes with, with our daughter. Uh, what? What would I say? Concerts oh. are not your jam? No, you acapella. Concerts. Acapella concerts. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I live acapella, for concerts. Acapella, thank yes. you. <laughs> He was invited to both and declined both invitations. <laughs> so yes, I went with our daughter to both of those. Okay, gotcha. Okay, just making making an assumption. I was wrong. So, yeah. but anyway, That's okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I'm the one in the doghouse. Don't worry about it. Oh no. <laughs> no, 
It's interesting. We've been married 30 years and we really have not very much in common at all. But somehow we just really enjoy each other so much. It's great. (laughs) That's funny. Um, So one of the things I I, and and I'll have to say I'm completely oblivious to this, but uh, listening to some people and it might be because they, they were podcasting this in the last year. Uh, apparently there's there's some controversy with this that what? there's some very um, just stuff you wouldn't hear today. Like uh, when they go to the, the first um, the freshman meet a club kind of uh, tryouts whatever, kind of a thing. Tryout oh. things. Yeah. And they go to the DJ booth and it's the deaf Jews. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's it's... like, I can't believe they're making those jokes. And I was like, oh, they're kind of funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, you know, and then they're going on. And, you know, they were talking about, uh, you know, Fat Amy, how it's body shaming and all this. And I was I... like, you know, she's she. I, I don't agree. She's the one throwing it out there. In this she case. Well, it out. Rebel yeah. Wilson, yeah. Rebel Wilson and. Because so, um, you skinny bitches. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Bitches. She ad libbed yeah. most of her lines, didn't she? Yeah. That yeah, was her. Great. And Bumper did apparently too. The the two of them and like you know, there's that sexual tension between them. Apparently, that yeah. wasn't in the story, and they kind of just their interactions together. That's what oh, came, really? up. and so they kind of just left it in there. But yeah, so I was I was that was one of those things that I was like, that was kind of really weird that they were, you know. And then they brought up the fact that there's uh, the whole thing with uh, Kimmy Jim, Jen in the beginning where she walks into the room. And, uh, you know, she, she tries to say hi to her. Becca tries to say hi to her, and she just gives her the evil eye. And so she goes, you don't speak English? You know, and they're like, oh, my God, how racist is that? And I was like, no, the girl's not talking to her. What do you what do you expect her to say? It's like, right. it's just, I, I was like, you know, I, I was just curious on if you guys felt anything like that in this, because I didn't, and, and uh, but I'm also not as sensitive to that, uh, to say. Yeah. Um, we kind of look I mean, at it. Go ahead. I was I was gonna say, I don't. It depends what kind of comedy you're watching. This is like a lot of the jokes and stuff. I mean, this is definitely a comedy where people don't really talk like that. People don't make jokes like that. So, you know, you're sort of already in unreality. So, if you want to have a group like the Deaf Jews or, uh, <laughs> or um, or something like that. I don't have a problem with it. If it's just trying to be funny, um, yeah. I, I don't. They weren't. I, I. I mean, it's it's a fine line. Like I don't think they were making fun of the concept. I think they were making fun of the concept that there was a club. You know, like right. <laughs> kind of like there's a club for everything. This is like how this is yeah. how uh, well, granular we get. Just like other and, people would have been far, making. Just like other people would have been making fun of the fact there's an acapella club. Right. Know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Four yeah. acapella clubs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. four, in, one, <laughs> right. in right? one fairly small college. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like uh, you know, ground zero for collegiate acapella, apparently. But um, right. They have four, four yeah. teams, four groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so but I would say you know, we were. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about very similar, not for this movie, but Kelly and I were just talking about this. We were watching 51st States yet again. Yeah. <laughs> and there's some stuff in that that we're like, there's no way like this yeah. would make it on the screen today. Some of the stuff that they say in there. I mean, if you, I don't know when anybody watched it recently, I can't remember precisely what kind of set us off, but the way they're like, the way they're making fun of the assistant, like for instance, Noah, you, you're a big Adam Sandler fan, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love 51st movie a couple of times. I'm sure. 
multiple like yeah. in the teens 20s it's surprising so like, we haven't podcast on it he's talked yeah. about so it like adam times. sandler's assistant in that yeah like she's a the way he talks <laughs> about her and it's like i don't know if it's a guy or a girl yeah or whatever and all that and it's like that would never fly today but at the time and even now it's it's kind of funny right it's, well i mean it, that's I, it's pat from saturday Night live yeah yeah he also yeah. did jack and jill so it's a, yeah, yeah. I, true I mean, there was this whole, you know, to kind of zoom this out, like you have a a lot of comedians who've been around a while, like Jerry Seinfeld and John Cleese, who will go on Twitter or whatever and complain. It's like, oh, nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Everybody's so sensitive. And a comedian I like, Paul Tompkins, um, who does like a million podcasts and he was on Mr. Show and different stuff. Um, But he came back and he's like, He's like, look, I'm a prof- I've been a professional comedian for over 20 years, and he said nothing ages faster than humor. You know, he said it's yeah. just. He said if you you have to understand that as a comedian, something that people are laughing at today are going they're going to be offended by tomorrow, and you have to keep moving mm-hmm. with the times. And I think, Lies. you can't really, even though the movie is not that old, it's what 10 years old. Um, no, older. I 10. Think. 11. 11. 11. 11 years old. I mean, in comedy years, that's, you know, (laughs) generations, you know. 72, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, yeah, okay, maybe they might not do that just in the interest of of trying to be more sensitive, but it is, it's, you know, you have to kind of take it, take it the way it was intended and you know it's just and it is funny but then there's some audiences so. that really crave those offending com- com- comedians like, like bill burr and george carlin brilliant comedians yeah, but, dice clay. but they 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 use that they 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 go for those kind of things that offend people and eddie murphy and they're really smart about them yeah you know, they're clever they can deconstruct them and yeah. talk about them and stuff and so it, you feel like the comedy is kind of in good hands even though they're yeah. You know they're they're riding that fine line between what's what's right, Dave know, Chappelle, funny and what's wrong, right? And and they're not afraid. Yeah, yeah Dave Chappelle's a great example. He's not afraid to cross that line and suffer the consequences. Right. But there's some people that seek that. out that kind of comedy. They wanna they wanna offend yeah. other people, or you know they wanna uh, just offend everyone, or you know it's it's there's there's right. humor in that. Well, sometimes I'll, you know along those lines, it was. Listening to, I was I was cheating on you guys and listening to another oh. podcast. No, and um, <laughs> and and it was I listened to a lot of comedian podcasts and kind of what they were saying was kind of what we're all saying that's you know when when you're a comedian and it's your profession and you know the line and you know where the line is and you know how close you can get to it or how far you can go over it it's like it's different than you and I walking into a room and dropping like some of the irreverent stuff that you would see in some of these movies with a, with a, with a strange crowd, people you didn't know. Whereas like some of the people we mentioned, Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, people like that, they could go into a room and they would read the room pretty well and know how far they could go, you know, up to that line or over the line. Whereas, you know, they, they made the example of like Tom Cruise could not walk into a room and, <laughs> and drop some kind of a, a you know, a racial joke or a, or a, you know, right. 
something like that, it's like, you know, stick to the stunts, buddy. It's trickier. It's like, we got the comedy, you stick to the stunts. It's trickier to too now said. with comedians because they have to kind of test their 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 jokes out, you know, and so they usually run it through the kind of the smaller clubs and stuff like that and see what works, see what doesn't, because you can't always tell just by yourself when you're in your own own uh, bedroom practicing out your material. You got to play it to a crowd. But then what happens is now everyone's got their phones. They're going to whip out. You know, what happened to uh, uh, Bo? You mentioned Seinfeld, uh, the right. Kramer, Kramer. I can't remember his, the actor's name, but, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, he got into yeah, a, he, his career uh, went through the toilet because of something he said at a club and someone caught it on, on, uh, on video. And then it made all the rounds and he was, uh, he was destined. I, I can't remember what it was. I'm, I'm sure it was some sort of it was racial. racial slur or something was, like yeah. that. You know, we saw Mel Gibson. Certainly that happened to him. Um, and um, and it's not easy to recover anymore. So you can't take ris- risks knowing that you can be well, canceled. Seinfeld, actually had, Seinfeld had Michael Richardson on his uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee after that. And it uh-huh. was a very interesting discussion on that because they, they had to discuss it. Yeah. No, that'd be and nice. He 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 owned it. He he owned up to the mistake on that one, and and talked about the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and good. And uh, I mean, there's and there's ways to frame jokes like that. There's, um, I don't know if you guys still watch Saturday Night Live, but no, not really. Um, okay, so <laughs> the two guys, the two guys that do uh, the Weekend Update. No, they're, they're funny. Um, they're yeah. funny, and. Claire will watch their videos and every, every Christmas they do a, (laughs) they do one where they write jokes for each each other. Oh yeah. Michael Che writes, writes, Michael Che writes some of the poor guy. These, these, these jokes for Colin Jost that has him just like putting his hand over his face and saying, you're going to get me killed. I know. And, 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 and Michael Che does the same thing. You know, we'll read the jokes Colin Jost wrote for him, and he'll be like laughing, like I can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying this. But yeah, right. so, you know, you can kind of frame it like this is this is so outrageous, but look what we're getting away with, yeah. kind of thing. Exactly. Rather than rather than yeah. this is this is funny, you know. So right. I mean, there's you can frame stuff like that, and sure. you know, it's it's a it's a fine line. Like I said, it's I. I I kind of agree. Like stuff ages, you know. Like um, I, I was just curious you know, if like, you guys saw anything because I didn't in this movie. I I really I, I didn't. I mean, I I took it for what it was, and yeah. you know, we're getting and, old. We can we can deal with stuff like this. We're not and, we're not and, in our twenties. As, <laughs> as far as as far as her roommate goes, I I think again the joke was not that her roommate was was Asian or playing into Asian stereotypes. The joke the joke was. She had this roommate that was completely antisocial, which we've we've all known somebody who's done that, like, you know, was not interested in it's like, I'm sleeping in this room and that's it. We're not friends. We're not even going to talk. My first college roommate was kind of like that. My first college roommate at Temple was. Yeah. And it's and it's awkward and horrible. And that was that was the joke. I kept expecting them to redeem her somewhere in there, though. Yeah. Very. end. at the you know, very end, she said goodbye to her. A little connection. They did. That's not, the very, that's not the very last interaction they had was a little redeeming. Because she said very, goodbye very to her little. and they looked very like they little. had some, 
Very little. A little bit of connection. Very, very little bit. Very little bit. There probably uh, was a lot of footage on the cutting room floor, especially if we know that yeah. Fat Amy, yeah. Rebel Rebel Wilson had you know twenty minutes. <laughs> oh my god! Of, of uh, I've, yeah, of I've got to look at YouTube for that one later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she has a lot. Well, yeah. I'm sure. Um, one of the other ones they brought hilarious. up is, uh, and this is another. Uh, you know, I want to keep on that that same thing we were talking about was is they were bringing up um, Esther Dean's character and her. And how they were kind of doing the the lesbian jokes with her, where you know, I yeah. actually I thought this is that was the one that had the gambling problem. The black yeah, guy? yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, that and, was her and big Rebel secret. Wilson, yeah. yeah, her big yeah. secret was the gambling problem. Les, lesbianist, you know. When they were talking. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking hilarious. You know, they they did such a good job with it. The only thing I could see, and I saw this in the last one, is if you watch her in the background, she's a little rapey. Um, a she, little she, what? <laughs> a little rapey. She goes after Stacy, you know, she's like trying to always fondle her and, and help her up. And it's, it, that whole scene when everything goes chaos, uh, the one girl's blowing her rape whistle while she's kind of behind her, yeah. like grabbing her ass. And yeah. I was like, oh, like I kind of could see where people might get that one. And, and it's kind of funny when you look at it, but then I can also understand where people came from with that. And I was like, but, you know, I, you know, there were like, you had one, oh. one queer You're talking character. about another scene there she, when she's giving fat Amy mouth to mouth. When right. She gets hit by, yeah. this, Trying, by the yeah. burrito. This Sunday. She's like, no, no, no. I'll sit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's just kind of like I they brought that one up and I was like, yeah, I mean, I get where it's what, coming from. But yeah. It's also I mean, you, you put a male character in there and it's people are going to. Oh, go, my God. And they lose their mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so there is a there, there's a point to be. But made just people have brought that up. And I Unless was like it's a male character who's being fondled. Right. Then True. it's funny again. True. <laughs> okay. uh, you're right. right. You're it's, right. It's horrible bosses with Jennifer right. Aniston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're 100% right. Um, I just was wondering if anybody else, because I missed it and I was like, am I just that oblivious? And, and... I, you know, yeah, I, I wasn't I too offended by anything. I didn't catch anything it either, honestly. In, that, in regards to any of the things you're mentioning, I'm sure some people were, but yeah. I'm sure they weren't in our age demographic. No, no. Most I, I listened to actually, you know, and I'll have to send them to you guys. I I can't remember the names off. I found two podcasts that actually really uh, kind of hit a note with me because they're kind of similar to what we do, where they they review movies and stuff like that, and they have cocktails involved. Nice. One was a uh, three and a half Who gentlemen. Uh, you know what? We're all about the same. Uh, I think we okay. have more episodes than both of them, but the, I think one of them was around a year before us, and one. Uh, uh, is it wasn't, but they're they're very similar. One was three and a half gentlemen, and then the other is a oh, what's called? It's um, a horror. Jeez, uh, I'll think of it. I'll, I'll find it in a second here. But um, I just thought that was kind of funny finding something that was similar to what we do, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, a, a toast to horror is what they're what they're doing, and I found it because at the time they were doing rom coms, but it's a Wait, toast what's to rom coms. Called toast to horror. A toast. So like a toast with drinks to horror. Uh, and it's two sisters that go over stuff. And they, they actually make cocktails just like we do in Parham. And, and so I was like, I, I immediately jumped on uh, uh, Instagram and followed them. And they followed us right back. So I was like, oh, cool. Nice. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, get some more listeners that way. And when they realize, <laughs> hey, we, we do the same thing they do. So just kind of a kind of neat thing. It's always It's always cool to see that people kind of, are interested in the same things, you know, yeah, yeah, discussing yeah. movies and Super drinking cool. drinks. 
Did you guys notice the uh, riff-off categories? I thought those were kind of funny. <laughs> no, I didn't. One of them was Songs Ruined by Glee. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had, they had uh, Black Michael Jackson and White Michael Jackson. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some funny ones. The only ones that got called out, I think, what, what were the songs of, women of the about women sex of the and women? Okay, Ladies women. of the 80s and songs Ladies about of the sex. 80s. Yeah. But there's some good ones in there. Puppets, um, puppet songs, whatever. <laughs> What's that? That almost was my drink. Um, the the sex. Oh, oh, about oh right. Songs about sex. Yeah, that was uh, that was. I actually that was a fun scene. I you know. Yeah. I I looked at that, that and go, funny. man, how? If that was your jam, right? If you were an acapella person and you found this abandoned pool to hang out and <laughs> sing in and got those acoustic, how cool would that be? That's like well, yeah. you know, seeing a right? skateboarder, you know, coming up on a, a hidden skateboard, you know, park or something. Cindy yeah. and I were trying to predict, predict your questions about this movie, and we figured what your one of them would be, what's your favorite scene? And I, I predicted that everyone would say the riff off, and almost that should be a write off, and we should move on to the next scene after that. So we came up with our runner up. That's a great lead, Steve. Let's go with that. What is your favorite scene outside of the riff off outside of the riff off i think well i went with the uh the club scene i loved the club scene i thought where they had the you know the deaf the 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 deaf jews oh, and the deaf um, jews. i loved how you saw the troublemakers in the background over and over again playing that same song i liked some of the Beat it. some of the back and, <laughs> is that what it was i can't remember but but i i liked the rhythm of that i liked the introduction of some of the characters there um and i i enjoyed it i think cindy had a different one though no, but I want to hear Alyssa's favorite. Okay. Favorite was at the end when um, they're singing the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, Becca is singing directly to Jesse, and he's just his acting is fabulous. His reaction, yeah. Yeah. and it, you know, and he puts his arm up. That was my favorite. Yeah. By far, I love that scene. I, I would have to go right along with that. That whole final, uh, their whole final performance, and actually, if you if you really want to stretch it out, even the Troublemakers' performance, I thought was really fun and cool. I liked the fact that when they're doing their things, the guys are perf like doing the instruments, but it's the bodies of the other guys. Like one guy's sitting on one doing right. drums, and <laughs> the other guy's acting like a keyboard. I was like, uh, that was really cool to me. But the when the Bellas came out and did their final, like. That whole thing is you, oh, yeah. you, you get your 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 body gets you almost want to get up and dance like Do, it's one of those things yeah, it yeah. just is they, a scope for and I, I didn't think they were actually going to say who won because they didn't show the trophy reveal it wasn't until later when they said last year's you know champions yeah. get to pick the the song and I almost thought that it might have been better if they didn't even say who who won because that wasn't really important it was just that such was not a, a tested well. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you got to have a winner. Yeah. I guess you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I'm with Steve on that one. I could it could have went either way. I think it would have worked out well. Uh, the fact that they got a second movie out of it, you know, if they didn't <laughs> say anything, yeah, they got three movies uh, total. But yeah, if they hadn't said anything, and then you come, it, that's kind of what how it starts off with the next one. That would have been good. I, I, I agree with you. I, it it could have went either way. Um, I did think it was kind of neat that they didn't show the trophy, and it was literally them doing the next year. Uh, you know, great, great cameo by McLovin in there. I thought he did right. an incredible job. <laughs> Donald, Donald Faison too. Right. Donald Faison, little cameo. I mean, that was, that was probably my favorite scene is from the tone hangers fighting. Right. <laughs> yeah. When they're, when they have uh. the, the graduates that are like, <laughs> you know, I forget exactly what the line was, but something about, you know, just, you know, I love to sing. So I'm like, he kind of keeps singing or yeah. exactly. They said something a little more clever than that, but 
Um, I think that. You have it. Well, that's that's, that's what fight. I made my drink out of. That's where. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, that was the oral magic. I, I, right. I can't. We, oh, there you go. Yeah. We, just because we graduated doesn't mean we can't get off on performing our oral magic. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. I just I just got a kick out of that scene. It went on a little long. It did. But but I think I think you know other than the pool scene, I would have to go with. I just get a kick out of that every time I've seen it. <laughs> nice. Good deal. Pitch Perfect 4 at the end of 2024. Oh, oh no. really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Same okay. people, they're rebooting it with a new cast. Does it say? Uh, well, if it's a 4, it's got to be saying... Yeah, you're, not you're necessarily. Not, not rebooting. Not I mean, rebooting. We, all saw, we all saw episode 7 of Star Wars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we all, True. We all saw... Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. Right. No, no we, no, did we not. all did. We all did. No, not we see did that. not all see <laughs> Dirty was, Dancing 2, Havana me. Nights. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we all saw uh, Tokyo Drift. Right. Fast and Furious right. Tokyo Drift. None of the same right. people. All right, <laughs> Nina. What, what was yours? What was your uh, scene? I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Um, I. It kind of, I, I think I'd have to go with like when they're first getting there, and oh. I, I, I kind of liked her whole, I kind of liked her whole relationship with her dad. Where you did? Yeah, I kind of did too. Where her dad's like, uh, you are going to college because <laughs> I work teach here. There and you go for free, and I, you know, I don't want you to. And then, um, and she's and he's. You know, you have to join a club. And I, I mean, the way he did it seemed, um, you know, was not very understanding, but he wasn't wrong. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you're coming to that perspective because you're a parent. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can look, if you can get a college degree for free, why wouldn't right? you? It's. <laughs> You know, even if yeah, yeah. you'll you'll use it eventually, you know. Right. Well, you guys all uh, outside of Alyssa, I know she hers, but you guys all went to a four year college, correct? Yes. yes. Five yes. year, but yeah. <laughs> it was four year. You just liked it so much, you stayed longer. No, architecture, bachelor of oh. architecture is a five year degree. Anyway. Okay. Mine was uh, longer years than college four, down the drain. <laughs> right. Eight years. Eight years of junior college down the drain. That's that's uh. Lutowski from uh, Animal House. Gotcha. Um, that's so. How did this feel to you as the college experience? For me, I didn't do call. I did one year of JC and then joined the military. So I have a total different aspect uh, of viewing college. And I don't. I don't. I never had college dorms. I never went to college dorms parties that I was supposed to be at. Yeah. Like I, I did crash some when I was younger and got kicked out. I but. commuted. So <laughs> I, I would say. As far as the college experience, I, I went to three colleges. I think I've gone to the most colleges of anyone here. One junior and two four-year. Although, uh, you know, some of the stuff was right. Like, I don't I don't remember, like, hanging out in the quad, sitting on a blanket with some random girl. But, like, you know, some of the other stuff, like, they kind of work at the radio station, kind of a work-study job. And, like, I remember, like, things laying out, like, the different clubs and things like that, whatever. It's It's... You know, they kind of were like 70% of the way there, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I'd be interested to hear what, see the, what other the people radio think. Station, the radio station, I did 
do some volunteering in the radio station my freshman year. And it absolutely was like that, where the seniors are like, you know, we we get all the airtime, we're doing all the producing, we pick all the music. And if you get the file CDs, or at that point, at that point, it was probably records. Was it CDs? Yes, it was records. I just can't remember. I'm not. I'm not trying to say you're older than I am. (laughs) You are, but um, I'm just. I'm just saying it's. I just can't remember when CDs came out compared to when you were in college. Uh, CDs started coming out when I was in college, in a big way. But they were still like most people still had record players. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or. What's wrong cassettes. with the cassette? Or cassettes. Probably more cassettes yeah. than Well, even radio stations. Um, we had we had turntables, but then we also had those eight track little loops. I don't think they were called eight track, but they were carts. The, oh, the carts. Oh, yeah. the carts. The carts, carts yeah. The but they were like stuff, yeah, they were right? little loops. So they would loop on themselves on themselves and you could cue them up on, on a dime, you know. But yeah. um Yeah. But they were mostly the commercials door- and stuff, right? Uh, or sound effects, or yeah. you know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't the music wasn't on the cards. Yeah, it keyboards. was other stuff, right? I I don't know. I I gotta say for oh. the dorm life, the dorm life. I thought this movie really was right on. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, um, yeah. My my first year was in a dorm, and I remember interacting with all these different types of peoples. You you mm-hmm. you get put in situations where you have to kind of mingle and you have to talk. Um, and, and the sort of characters that we see in this movie and kind of, they all had kind of unusual, different, I don't want to say flaws, but eccentricities that kind of made them different. And you were faced with that when you were, when you were a freshman in college and when you're in the dorms, you're just kind of, it's part of the, it's part of the culture. You just, you, you get a roommate. I think I had three roommates my, my year in, in, uh, three, two, I had two. No, I had three. I'm sorry. I had three. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah, three they were all, for freshman year. Yes. Yes. One person, he did a, he was there for just like a quarter and he did a, and then he, he got into a, he pledged, uh, a fraternity and got in. So then they gave me someone else. And then the next semester I had another guy that, uh, had a big beer collection and, and <laughs> oh. circled, circled the entire dorm room with beer bottles. Was Bex, Bex was his favorite. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. That's great. I I also I agree. The I think they nailed the the atmosphere of the campus well. The um the when they're going and looking at all of the booths yeah. with all of the different things. I've I saw that at um we both went to San Diego State. I remember seeing it there and then I've done I got my credential at Sonoma State and I, I saw that there as well. Oh. Nice. That was one of the things I, I was like, I, you know, I see these movies and I was like, man, did I did I miss out on that? I mean, I had a whole different, you know, adventure with the Coast Guard. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I've lived in mm-hmm. dorm like, you know, communities yeah. uh, with other guys. But it was it was more like we're all stuck here. You know, we don't we don't get choices and we're not, you know, but uh, not lot, necessarily. A lot of the students felt that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I was in school, when I was in military school, uh, we had an area and we 
it it was very college like in that aspect that there was a bunch of us all together and, and we drank a lot and did a lot of crazy things and it was a lot of fun. That's actually when I met Alyssa when I was doing all that. Um, so I, I do kind of see some of that and I'm like, man, did I really miss out not going to college when I was young? But I, it, when I see stuff like that, I, it's always interesting is like, how truthful is it? Cause I, you like, yeah. we see parties at, you know, these big house parties. And I'm like, I've never been to a party like that. And some people are like, Oh no, they really happened. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've been to big parties like that. But then on I the mean, flip side, it's like, I've never been in the military and it's like, how accurate are some of the military things that they show? Granted that there's only been one Coast Guard movie, but I mean, it's, Right. Um, you know, there's still parts of it. Yeah, I get you. I get you. you know, it's like that's the other thing. It's like I haven't experienced that. I, I can only base some of the stuff that I think I know about on movies, non documentaries, and I just right. wonder how accurate they really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well, know, that's, I've never flown a fighter I mean, jet, but I watched Top Gun a lot. So. <laughs> and and I and I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, you know because. You're you're suddenly in with a group of strangers. You're all about the same age. You're from all over, uh, you know, the, all over the country. You have all these different interests, but it's like, you know, it's like here's the people you're going to be spending the next, you know, however many, yeah, months with, and you got you to learn to tolerate each other, you know. Well, and yeah. like like this movie was all about the the acapella groups and how they had a common interest. I went to school at San Diego State and I went into film school and that was certainly this sort of club thing. And I remember the year before I went to San Diego State, over the summer, I went to Northwestern University for a six week uh, um, kind of immersion course just for uh, students that were in between their junior and senior year of high school. And it was just, it was kind of a, a precursor to college. You got to cut, you, you basically went, flew out there in Chicago uh, and went oh, wow. into some dorms and took classes for six weeks. And I, to me, that was one of the most incredible experiences of my life and meeting the people I did all interested in uh, radio, sure. TV Sounds or film. Good. And oh yeah, I, I Sounds falling amazing. in love. Yeah. It was my first crush, Not my me. first real yeah. crush. Yeah. I oh. was very aware. <laughs> but you had your first crush in, in college. Wait, first serious crush. Yes. Yes. First serious oh. crush. Her name. No, was I Amy. wasn't college. I was just so you know. Wow. <laughs> yes. She's paying attention. Okay. She knows all this. And Amy oh, is friended on Facebook. Are you kidding me? Amy of is friend, Amy is friended on Facebook. If she happens to to see a link to this podcast and she listens to this episode, I'm exposed. Uh, I'm sure. I'll throw her, I'll throw her name in it to tag her just so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> see, you should reach I, out to her. Uh, I didn't get to say download. my favorite scene. So well, my, go for it. My favorite scene. I had to. I I have seen this many times, as you guys know. Um, and at first I was like, oh, it's definitely uh, the auditions because the mm. guy with the acapella, the, the opera, uh, opera, the opera, <laughs> and then the guy with just the weird voice and then Amy screaming. And it was, um, and then I was like, no, 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 it's the MCs. Definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. Their, their <laughs> interactions with each other. I was like, oh my God, no, that's it. And then I was like, no, the bus. <laughs> <laughs> the bus. The when they were on the bus and they were singing, after they, and they were, after, after they ran the gas on the yeah, bus, yeah, yeah, they were t- they were trying to get her to sing. Party in the USA. They're doing yeah. the party in the USA, <laughs> and then the bus runs out of gas, and it was just like, oh man, it was almost there. <laughs> like they yeah. almost yeah. had it. <laughs> so that just goes to show that there's more than one, you know, runner-up scene. It's not just yes, not an sorry. easy pick. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. 
The thing Andrew, about this auditions is how did Lily ever make it? If you can't right. hear her. No, yeah. no. Yeah, well, it was like they just scooped all the they females. They were desperate. Yeah. Well, they maybe just... she did some beatbox and, and we just didn't see it in the in the uh, rendition. Except for Baloney Barb. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Baloney Barb. I almost called oh, my God. cocktail Baloney Barb, but I didn't want to go that... I didn't want to start coming up with some bologna ingredients. That would have been, uh, that would have crossed the line, <laughs> even for me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, my, my favorite, which I didn't get out to either, uh, I actually liked the um, Becca's introduction. I wanted to see more of what she was uh, doing with mixing uh, the music and everything mm. together. I thought mm -hmm. that was a, a terrific opening. And I, I just wanted a little more development on that, but I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, that was that was a kind of an interesting spot to it. it, it you know, some people talk about that it was like elaborated on it more. I think. Yeah, it, well, it could have been yeah. it either could have been it could have been removed completely and it wouldn't have changed the story a ton, or it could have been elaborated on and it could have been great too. It could have went either way, but it is a it is one of those things that well, like if you're into it, it really brings you into it. If you don't care about it, you can really ignore it. But it's a key ingredient oh, to the big finale when she puts together the the final mm -hmm. the, the final mashup. mix, um, mm -hmm. and it, it yeah. so it so it adds some value to that. So I think elaborating yeah. may, makes more sense. Although a lot of the programs she was using, those are all legit, and you know what she was doing, they, they was, are and was inventive. You know? They're great to watch. I, I've watched our daughter <laughs> use some similar things. Yeah. Just piecing things together, and it sounds great. It can, you know, if it makes her sound like she knows what she's doing, <laughs> and she's just picked them up. Yeah. But imagine what somebody who really knows how to to use them and get into them can do with something like that, and it it boggles the mind. Mm -hmm. but yeah, I can it, see what. Go ahead. I can see why they didn't get too 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 into it though, because <laughs> the movie was two hours long as it is, and it's like. I think if if I think they tried to like cut it as there was a lot that they had to get in. So was it really that long? And yet they left the barfing. Yeah, I was surprised myself. <laughs> no, that's 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 good when a movie is that long and yet and yet it's it it doesn't it, feel it like captures that. your attention. Yeah, yeah, goes that quick. I yeah, liked, I, I agree. I liked that they had that in there just because it made the um, the mashups more believable. Cause, right. Because the oh, way that. She had the way she yeah. was able to just—I um, mean—they—they they made it so that at, on the um, when they go back to the pool the second time, and she just says, "You pick pick a song, Aubrey." No, was it Aubrey? Aubrey, pick a song. The blonde. Um, yeah. Pick a song, yeah. and then yep. she just came up with a song with the same beat in her mind, Countered and she it. was yep. able to counter and have it have them totally balance each other. And I liked right. how they. I like how they did the riff off too, because it shows that they're practicing being able to come up with something on the fly. So it all between those things, things well, it just kind of showed that you do have to have those skills to be able to make it. And Becca calls that out, how spontaneous it was, and how that what's what made it so wonderful. Right. Um, even though Aubrey was not in agreement. Uh, I had mentioned earlier too that that Kelly Jackal uh, had been in the the actual ICCA. Turns out she was an actual winner. Uh, nice. The, in uh, two thousand eight wow. and two thousand ten, I was like, That'd I guess be I know cool. how she was cast. Oh, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so her acting must not be good because I don't think she ever got an actual line other than maybe we've been here the whole time. I think. She Which was, was actually kind of a funny line. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I was. It was interesting. Well, and then you know when they kicked the first two out, um, or one one didn't show, and then then they kicked the other one out. Uh, I thought it was interesting because when they were doing the tryouts, or before even the tryouts, she says we just need eight really good, you know, our you know perfect women or whatever it was when they were doing the bikini the, body. The, yeah, bikini but then they they picked up ten when they when they got all of them. So I was like, oh, okay, so it makes sense that they could drop two. Well, right. it also means that they may have just decided to take anyone who showed up, and might be why I think they, they did. Might might be why they brought Lillian. And it's like what. We, you know, we can't, we don't find any real winners. So let's just bring them all in and see if we can shape enough of them, mm-hmm. you know, and gave yeah, Aubrey some room to kick lines. some people out and set, you know, set yeah. an example. I, I was uh, similarly getting a lot of um, bring it on vibes. Uh, yeah. Oh, some yeah. kind of thing with the audition and bring them together in the big competition. And it, it I, definitely I, has a trope, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Or drumline um, a little bit too. If yeah, you guys have seen all drumline, of, all of those type of shows where last year's was in the was in the finals, but something went horribly wrong, and next year they have to figure out how to get it all back together. Yeah. And you know, yeah, th- th- it's it's a very easy trope to go with, and and it works for a lot of movies and a lot of shows where because you you know you buy into it because you 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 see how close they were and everybody wants to get to that point, but the new person is, is rubbing the old person wrong and, you know, they got to figure out yeah. how to come together to, you know, make it happen. So it's, All a, it's of a sudden a, they're the underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they did a great job with that. The, the audio people can't see Andrew in the background here doing spirit fingers. <laughs> that was another classic blunder yes. that had to be rectified. That was funny. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so this is a fun, fun movie. I, I'm, I, I believe you guys have all seen the rest of them too, right? There's, a, there's. I've the seen two what? And, and, no. Have you seen two and three? Mm, uh, I've seen yet. two. I've yet. seen two, but not three. Oh, but who's, okay. But who's something to look forward to? But who has seen Bumper in Berlin? Come on, that's I've on Peacock. Check it out. <laughs> uh, how many, how many, uh, I'll check it out for sure. The fact that it got canceled after six episodes, I'm going to say probably not a lot of people. <laughs> Was it just six uh, episodes? Okay. Yeah. Probably not a, a lot of Adam Levine and his show. immediate family, maybe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Probably got as many uh, watches as we got listeners. So, Adam Devine, sorry, not Adam <laughs> Levine is the guy from Maroon Five. <laughs> he might have done better. In voice, book. right? He was he, he was a voice judge. He, he was yeah. on there for a while. He was one of the originals. Him and yep. uh, Blake Shelton always uh, went at it head to head and yep. Uh, yep. barbed with each other. Uh, yep. Yeah, we've watched every season of that. Um, it's a great show uh what else is there is there anything else in this that we haven't talked about that well you were talking about um things rubbing each other you know people wrong and um i don't think it was the roommate and you know how they they had her in that closing scene with headset you know they're playing ping pong you know the traditional you know asian type (laughs) game um it was more john the um the commentator for the misogynist. Uh, <laughs> yes. Male misogynist. What was one of his lines? I actually wrote it down. Um, <laughs> women are about as good as at acapella as they are at being doctors. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so blatant. Like, and then, and then, Oh, Elizabeth it's hilarious. Bank, Elizabeth Banks uh, calls him out in the end with the, the big final line, right? Isn't that the yeah. last thing? Well, yeah. Said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they go off of each other so well. Like, uh, it's great. 
her one of her lines that really got me. She's like, "Nothing makes you feel like a woman as a man singing like a boy." Yeah, that's one of the first lines. It's one of the very first lines yeah. of the whole thing. It's it's hilarious. I was like, the two of them riffing off each other was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were a lot of fun. I I, I agree that you you can't lose them. I think that they they bring yeah. a lot to it. Uh, a lot of the comedy specifically. The the singing is definitely holds its own. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you could you could watch just the clips. Like, like yeah. if they put together just a reel of song to song to song to song, right, with none of the 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 acting and stuff in between, it would still just be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like, sure. especially if you had the commentators <laughs> along with it, because that that adds a, a good enough balance to make it make it all work. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> I, what I did yesterday. Is I just clicked on, I just went through YouTube p- Pitch Perfect. And just watched oh, nice. all the song scenes in order. And I was like, oh, it nice. reminded me of all the scenes. I was like, <laughs> it was it was a very fun forty five minutes. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that would have made Blues Brothers two thousand a much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think we've we've covered all of this. Uh, this is this was a lot of fun. Thank you, Alyssa, for picking this one. This one this Thank one you. was a fun one to watch. Yeah, this was, fun one to, this was fun. to go back over. Um, you know, I, it's one of those things. I could go watch this again right now and still be, and enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's yes. like it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't lose its rewatchability even if you just saw it. It, it you can keep going through it. No. Keep going through it. Um, which which is a testament to those kind of movies that like, you know even with any of the problems it has or any of the stuff that it has, it's still a fun watch no matter what, you know, it's yeah. very, uh, uh, inter- entertaining. Yeah. Great pick. I mean, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I saved you guys. Alyssa. I was, I was going to make you watch uh, sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic. Going. Come classic. On. It's great. It's, it's great, great for movie. different reasons. I would not have minded watching Love that, that at all. You used to watch it every year when I was a kid back before, you know, you could get a yep. VHS tape or whatever. We used to watch it every day almost when we came home from school. We were dorks like that. Oh, wow. Ben Platt, the guy who played Benji, was in that uh, on Broadway in like 2006. Oh, wow. Yeah. Evan. Evan. he was... um, Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. So he's he's an Oscar short of an EGOT. They're too quiet. Nice. Nice. I didn't know that. It's pretty, pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I told her that when she was going to pick that, I go, you know what? People will love it. It's, it's one of those. I, th- I think, you know, I, I probably would be the one that's watched it the least, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, yeah. uh, but we, you know, we got to see my niece do it not too long ago in on a, in, on the stage. And that was a lot of fun. And oh, nice. it, you know, it made me kind of, oh, I, I guess I could watch that again. So, uh, but I mean, yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a musical. Even people who aren't into musicals will, will get into that one. Just because the story's so solid and right, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun and and you know everybody knows the the do re mi song. I mean, if you don't know that, <laughs> yeah. you're not alive and never heard music. Um, so sound of music. <laughs> exactly, you never heard the sound of music. Um, this was a lot of fun though. I I I really enjoyed this. Next week, I believe we are gonna are are we coming back with Loki? Are we? Is that was that a? a oh, I can't do week? Loki next week. Okay. What? Okay. I'll be so we'll yeah, have, sorry. We'll I'm have traveling to push this week. Yeah, we'll have to push Loki. I know that's that's uh, that's up there. It's it's on Disney Plus now, and a lot of people who are we're saying it's the best thing that's come out from Disney in a long time for Ooh. for MCU. Uh, I'll be curious to see what you guys. Yeah. Do. So it's Fantasia, right? I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I guess we'll, another time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, so we'll have to figure out what we're doing next week. Uh, uh, stay tuned. Uh, maybe I'll throw this out there like I did uh, this week. I tried to get some questions. Didn't get any hits. I was hoping to. I got a like or two on the post about uh, nice. uh, this one. Maybe, maybe we'll. I'm going to try and do that. So if we can get some questions, uh, but or or uh, if you're listening to this and you want to send us a suggestion, uh, you can send it to the the hwsi podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, or uh, hit us up on our socials. Uh, we have the HWSI podcast on Instagram, and there's a group on uh, Facebook, or just hit me up directly on Facebook. Nice. All right. All right. With that, uh, that's how we seize it. Hail right. Caesars. Hail Caesars. 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 Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean?